The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm going to start laughing. Uh, We're here to radiate calm, actually, with Brad Yates. Um, I'm already starting off the bat with massive amounts of giggles, so I think this is going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) I stumbled upon uh, Brad's work just online. Where do you find all of the good stuff? It's online, right? And um, Brad brings to the world tapping, but not just you know, your grandma's type of EFT type of light tapping or whatever this is. (laughs) You've really built it into something that helps people. So welcome, Brad. I'm so happy to have you on here. Oh, my pleasure, Chrissy. Thanks for having me on. Mm -hmm. So you do tapping and you call this, um, what is the name of your website again? I don't have it pulled up right in front of me. Tap with Brad. Ah, Tapwithbrad.com topwithbrad.com. I had gone through a bunch of different uh, email or or, um, website addresses, you know, trying to find that one. And, but I had people constantly saying to me, Oh, you know, I tell all my friends tap with Brad, tap with Brad. And I thought, huh, (laughs) (laughs) that would be easy. (laughs) That would be super easy. And so tapping, tapping, we, um, we know as EFT, there are other types as well, but EFT is the most um, probably accessible and well-known. And can you tell us a bit about what that is? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. EFT, short for emotional freedom techniques, is uh, it's a process of tapping with our fingertips on different points around our face and torso. And as you mentioned, it does look a little silly if it's the first time that you've come to it or the second or third time. Uh, But there is a very good reason why we do this. It's traditionally based in acupuncture. So for thousands of years in Chinese medicine, they've said there's a flow of energy through the body along these pathways called meridians. And when this energy is flowing naturally, we experience our natural state of health and well-being, physically and emotionally. And when this energy gets stuck, 
uh, we don't feel so good. And when we're not feeling well, we don't tend to think as clearly either. So we don't make the best choices. Basically, the uh, prefrontal cortex, our rational mind goes offline when we get more stressed out, going to fight or flight. And uh, so we don't think as clearly. We make poor choices. Our lives don't go as well. So with this tapping, instead of sticking needles in, which uh, might seem a lot more serious and less silly, but um, you know, <laughs> might put a lot more people off of doing <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> hey, let me put some needles in you. Yeah. Puncture yourself with Brad is not quite as appealing as tap with Brad. <laughs> <laughs> but hmm, I might do think of that as a <laughs> All right, everybody, needles at the ready. Um no, much much gentler with the with the tapping. Right. And that balances the energy. And we also have uh modern research uh showing that cortisol levels, which is one of the stress hormones, are dramatically lowered when we're doing the tapping. So we can see that our stress is going down. And when you consider that most, if not all, of the issues that bother us physically and emotionally uh, are either caused by or worsened by stress, then having a very simple technique for relieving stress uh, makes a lot of sense. We even have fMRI studies showing that uh, the tapping calms down different parts of the brain when we're experiencing anxiety and things like that. Oh, that's amazing. How was it discovered? I mean, how did somebody figure out, oh, I'm feeling better, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a psychologist named Roger Callahan back in like 1980 or so was working with this woman who had a lifelong water phobia. And she's in her 40s had, uh, you know, all of her life could barely, you know, she could only bathe in like an inch of water and that was very difficult. She could not, uh, she couldn't go swimming. And she, so he had been working with her for about a year and a half and she'd been to therapists throughout her life. And after a year and a half, he could have her sitting out near a swimming pool, but she had to be looking away from it. And even that was challenging to get, to get near it. So it was pretty severe. All during the time that he was working with her, he was, you know, expanding his horizons and he was taking a course in acupressure. So he was learning things and he and he said one day during a session with her, you know, how does this fear come up physically? And she said, Well, I get a I get a knot in my stomach. And he said, Okay, well, the uh the acupressure point for the stomach meridian is right here under the eye just try tapping here for a few minutes. Let's see if we can do something about the stomach issue. And after just a few moments, she said, it's gone. And he said, what's gone? She said, the fear. And she starts running towards the swimming pool. And he starts running after her saying, wait, stop. And she said, no, no, I know I don't know how to swim, but she got down by the swimming pool and started splashing water and, and splashed water in her face and, and said, I'm fine. So naturally he thought, Hmm. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> this, this kind of piqued his curiosity, as you might imagine. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. So he started experimenting with his other patients. And with, as he developed it, he found that with different emotional issues, he needed to tap different points in different sequences. And so he would tap, you know, two or three, four points in, in, uh, of these eight, um, these eight points along these major meridians 
And uh, he'd just find different sequences for different issues. And within a year, he put himself out of business because all of his weekly patients felt they didn't need him anymore because <laughs> he was feeling fine. Oh my! So God. he started teaching this, what he called thought field therapy, TFT. And uh, one of his first students was a guy named Gary Craig, who had a degree in engineering from Stanford. And so thinking like an engineer, Gary thought, okay, how can we simplify this? <laughs> and so rather than spending a lot of time trying to figure out which point to tap, he said, well, why don't we just tap all of these points in a row? And then we cover all the bases and found that he was getting the same great results and called this new protocol EFT, emotional freedom technique. Oh, wow. So it works primarily with emotions and states of mind. And so did he find also that in addition to the stomach knot, does it work on physical issues like acupuncture or acupressure? Yeah, we have seen all kinds of great results with a variety of physical issues. Uh, my favorite is I've had a, a, a couple of folks where they've experienced uh, a lot of back pain and we've done some simple tapping and, uh, and later they've come back to me and they're like, what did you do to me? <laughs> it's like, well, we just calmed it down. And you know, it's very easy for a lot of folks to say, well, it starts to sound like a, some sort of panacea that, you know, this one simple tool works for all these things. But, but again, when you come back to the idea of it, if you thought of it as nothing more than a stress relief technique, that would explain how it's so beneficial in so many things, because even physical issues um, have such a huge component uh, or stress is such a, a big part of what bothers us physically. Right. Right. Well, and in my practice, I'm a Reiki master. I'm a hypnotherapist and I'm a, the angel lady. And so I can see where energy is blocked in people's bodies and not just energy, but emotion gets trapped in the body. And over time, this emotion and these beliefs will start to result in physical pain. And so I can imagine where something where you're actually releasing the energy of the emotion in the body can lead to physical pain relief. Yeah, and uh, so much of it is, uh, is fear-based, and a lot of times our, our physical ailments may have a component, a sort of a secondary gain component of it's allowing us to escape something that we might be afraid of. Mm -hmm. So I was actually just talking to someone earlier who had, we'd been at a conference where we were looking at uh, you know, expanding our, our presence and, and uh, our success. And he had all these great ideas. And suddenly he found himself losing his voice. I said, hmm, isn't that a convenient way to stop yourself from something? Because the, the mind is now saying, oh, no, no, this is scary. You've got all kinds of ideas. You're going to change. You're going to get us out of our comfort zone. We need to find a way to short circuit this. So when you can look at what might be the emotional causes that manifest as physical ailments? You know, what, why, why might I be looking for a note from the doctor excusing me from some situation that I might find challenging? Oh. You know, like if we're, if we're been invited to a party and we don't want to go, and if we just say no, our friends can be really upset with us. But if we come down with a, <coughs> oh, 
oh, I think I've got something coming on. They're like, oh, oh, you poor dear. No, no, stay home. And they insist that we stay home and they shower us with sympathy. So, and, and, and we learn this as, ch- as children. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, when I was sick, I got out of school. Hmm. And so we're, we're able to uh, create that. And, and I'm certainly not, you know, suggesting, okay, and, and I have colleagues who would suggest this, but I, I'm not going to say every time you have any kind of physical ailment, like, you know, including some serious diseases, oh, you're just emotionally upset about something. You're just trying to get out of it. It's, I, I don't want anyone to think that I'm blaming people for their, their illnesses or anything no, like that. No, no, not at it's, all. Uh, but when we can look at that, there are, there are plenty of times where there is some kind of fear or, um, or worry that is manifesting as, as a physical ailment. So as we clear that, then it's like, oh, okay, it's okay for me to heal now. And we can heal much quicker. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so how did you, um, how did you come to it? <laughs> you know, I was a grown say- man. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, actually came from a background of being an actor. I was, uh, I had traveled around the world doing children's theater and came back to uh, Hollywood to become a movie star. And while I was there, I uh, met a woman, fell in love, got married. And when our first child was on the way, I thought I should probably have a backup career. <laughs> So rather than getting like a steady paycheck, I uh, trained to become a hypnotherapist because I'd always been fascinated with the power of the mind. Um, and as a hypnotherapist, you know, it's not exactly a steady paycheck when you start. <laughs> so, not really? But it's, but it's what I was fascinated with. And, uh, and it was something else that I could do. And as an actor with a trained theatrical voice, you know, I was ready to uh, do that. And if my audience fell asleep, it was a good thing. So I started doing that. And after a couple of years, when our second child was on the way, I I realized that as much as I loved acting, uh, personal development was really my calling. This is really what I felt meant to do. So we left Los Angeles and through some other hypnotherapists, I heard about energy psychology and tapping. And I went and took a training with Gary Craig, uh, founder of EFT, and just fell in love with it, especially when he did tapping on chocolate cravings that was that was one of the things that sold it for me when he gave everybody Hershey's kisses and asked everyone on a scale of zero to ten how much do you want that chocolate and I was a bit of a chocoholic at the time and I'm like oh eight nine <laughs> and after a few minutes of tapping I, I couldn't eat it I had as much interest in the chocolate as I did the foil wrapper and I didn't eat chocolate for two years after that oh. now I, I recovered I got better <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um you know, but it's like right now, I, I, I was at Costco yesterday and got our Halloween candy and I can leave it out there. It's, you know, there was a time when it's like, okay, I'll have to go get more <laughs> in time for Halloween. But, um, so that really, that really sold it for me in terms of, um, how powerful it could be. So little by little, I started introducing it into my hypnotherapy sessions it's a little by little, they became tapping sessions with a little bit of hypnosis still at the end of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I'll bet you have some pretty good results and pretty good success stories from that. You know, there occasionally it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, what's, what's, what's fun is that the success stories aren't limited to the people that I, that I work one-on-one with because, uh, you know, shortly after, well, this, several years after I learned EFT when YouTube came around oh yeah, and I had an idea of, Hey, what if there was a tapping video that people could start their day with and I'll call it tap of the morning. And, and that was, uh, that was all I ever intended to do was that one video. And then like six months later, I thought, you know, I should do a tap of the evening for people to end their day with. And then I had another idea, another idea. And now, um, I think I just, just passed 900 videos. So, uh, yeah, you're prolific. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's over a decade, so it's, it's, you know, um, but, uh, so, and so it's great. So I get to see comments and get emails from people who just from the videos tell their success stories of how tapping, um, you know, Hey, I was about to get on a flight or I was about to go into a meeting and I was so nervous and I tapped with your video and I went and I was, I felt great. So, um, and it's, it's great cause I get to travel around the world and do live workshops. And so I get to meet people who come up and, 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 and tell me the, the difference that tapping has made for them. Oh, that's so, so with, with the tapping, I know just enough about it to make me dangerous. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I've tried. I tell you, Brad, I've looked at it and I thought, you know, I know this is, I know this works for some reason. I just felt silly doing it. I never really uh, could come up with the phrases to, to re, you know, hopefully reprogram what's going on. But, um, you know, I, I was just wondering how how many different things can you work on with this, with all of these different, um, just the the different points and the different phrases that you might say. Yeah, well, so like I said, I've got 900 videos, and that's, so far. Uh, you know, whatever comes up. If you don't, if you don't know what to say, um, and so Gary. Craig, the founder of EFT, had, had the phrase, try it on everything. You know, if something's bothering you, yeah. try, and there's no, um, there's no promises of, uh, hey, you know, it will work for everything. But at the, at the least, every issue we have has some stress component to it. So it can at least help uh, alleviate the issue or alleviate our feelings about it. You know, right. it may not... You know, if you break your leg, I'm not going to say tapping is going to help you break your leg, but it can help calm down the stress that you're feeling about it. It can help calm down the worry that you might be having about how am I going to recover? How long is it going to take? Um, the uh, the fears you might have about um, or, or feeling stupid if it's from some accident that could have been prevent, present, uh, prevented. Right. So, you know, it's like, it's bad enough that I broke my leg, but I also feel like a complete idiot. Well, at least I can do something about feeling like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah. there's all the, the phrases that you kind of go along with it. Do they follow kind of a prescribed format? Do you, can it be just anything like you're, I think I know what this issue is about. Let me see about that. Or is there like a certain way you go about designing these certain phrases in a certain, in a certain way. Yeah. There's, there's the very basic version of EFT, uh, Gary called EFT in a nutshell, where you just take whatever is bothering you. So 
you know, if I'm feeling upset, then, uh, you know, I can label it as, oh, this is, this is stress. This is anxiety. This is anger. I'm, I'm really angry at Bob. Okay. That's, that's the issue. I'm angry at Bob. Scale of zero to 10. How angry am I? Oh, it's a good nine. Bob's really pissed me off. So, and, and, and ideally get in touch with whatever the physical sensation might be. Right. So I might say, uh, you know, I just feel this tension in my shoulders. So we would simply start by tapping the side of the hand and say, even though I'm angry at Bob, I choose to love and accept myself. We'd say that three times. And that's just setting up a level of self-acceptance, even though we have this issue. Kind of provides an opening to be able to do some work on it. Then we just tap the points, eyebrow. All this anger at Bob. Side of the eye. All this anger at Bob right under the eye, all this anger at Bob, right under the nose, all this anger at Bob, right here above the chin, all this anger at Bob, right here where the collarbones just about come together and you can make a fist there, all this anger at Bob. Four inches below the armpit, that's right about bra strap level, and I'm sure any guys watching this can figure out where that is, all this anger at Bob, and then finally around the top of your head, around the crown, all this anger at Bob, and then you take a deep And sometimes that'll go from an eight down to a zero like that. Sometimes it goes from an eight to a 7.75. <laughs> and even, even when it's only that, to me, it's like, hey, any little bit of relief is better than nothing. Right. And, uh, and it lets us see, okay, I can let this go. And then what often happens is it's like peeling the layers of an onion. So as we're tapping and allowing ourselves to take a look at it, we might go, all the same grip, oh, you know what? It's not even Bob. What Bob did reminds me of what Sally did to me in the third grade, and I never forgave her for that. All this anger at Sally. And I can look back at how this incident that happened with Sally in the third grade has caused me upset throughout the years and has likely limited me in all kinds of ways. And suddenly I have the opportunity to change my life from something that happened years ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a, that's an excellent point because so many times we end up being angry at something, but it's not what we're really angry about. No, there's, there's usually so much behind that. that this is why I recommend tapping on a daily basis because to me it's energy hygiene, mm. just like uh, physical hygiene. We brush our teeth on a daily basis, whether we need it or not. We don't look in the mirror and go, oh, yeah, my teeth look pretty clean. I don't need to brush them today. You know, we don't, you know, we don't go through a couple of days going, I can probably go a few days without taking a shower and, and wait until somebody is like holding their nose around us. And then we go, okay, now I should go take a shower. But we don't do that with stress. You know, and, and if, and if somebody is holding the nose around us, it's usually not something that happened right that day. It's all the days that we haven't taken a shower that the, the stench has built up. Right. Same, same with our stress. It's been building up. So the, the time where we finally lose our cool and blow up at somebody, it's all kinds of things that have happened over the previous days, weeks, months, eight decades. Mm. And uh, so I recommend folks take your morning shower. <laughs> <laughs> clear that stress out so that when someone looks at you cross-eyed you can go 
okay, I don't like that, but I don't have to, but I'm not, uh, you know, taking it out on them, all the things that have happened to me over the last two, three years or whatever. Oh, absolutely. And again, this, this works with our body because these are meridian points. These are energy points. Yeah. And so do you have to learn the entire system or are there just some that just, are just, just those eight points that I just took you through, uh, okay. tends to work. Now, You'll find other practitioners who uh, do different tapping protocols and they'll use other points like the insides of the wrist. Right. I've seen people tap inside the knee. There's um, over the thymus. Uh, there's points around the ear that people will use. And, and that's great. I always tell folks, hey, if you find other tapping points that resonate with you, that feel really good when you're tapping them, go for it. Mm -hmm. Until that point, use these eight points. If you just want to use one, there have definitely been times where I've just felt compelled to just stay on one point and, uh, and I'll just, I'll just tap one particular point. Oh, interesting. So. Well, I know in my case, I feel silly doing it. I can never remember the points and then I can never remember what to say. So I would imagine if at least we can just stick with certain eight points, yeah. that would be even easier to remember. And, and you can go to YouTube <laughs> <laughs> or, I'll, or I'll give you the wording. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. yes. And I'll, I'll put it out there. I, I found with a lot of folks who say, yeah, I found the tapping is beneficial. I just forget to do it or I don't do it or I find it silly or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons, and I'm not saying Christy, this is, this is why you're not doing it. <laughs> but one of the reasons is, is as folks find that it is effective, and it, can, and it can create change. And there's a big part of our mind that says change is the worst thing that can possibly happen because even when our lives are crap, it's our crap. We know where it goes. We know how to handle it. It's like, I don't like it, but I'm used to it. And so something comes along that can create change. And it's like, yeah, I need to find reasons to not do this. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's kind of one of the unfortunate things about tapping is that it does look a little strange and that makes it easy for people to disregard or um, ridicule. And so, but I on online when, you know, cause you put yourself out there on the internet, tap it on your face and you will attract some um, unfavorable comments from time to time. And I find the people who are the most uh, violent <laughs> in their opposition, are probably the folks who are most afraid that it could work. And it's like, don't, don't even come near me. Because if they weren't, why would they even bother commenting? Right. You know? You'd look at it and go, eh, that's silly. And you know, so it's the folks who are thinking, this could make some change. Don't you dare show me something that I could easily do and change my life. Because as much as I don't like what's going on right now, because happy people don't write those kind of comments, <laughs> there's some part of them that is very afraid of, of creating change. Hi, this is Christy. I just want to say that we here at Radiate Wellness hope you're enjoying this podcast. It's free to you, and we hope that you find it informative and inspirational. Heck, even fun. We have just three small asks of you to help us radiate growth. First, please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. That way, you'll receive a notification every time that we have a new podcast episode out. Next, 
please give us a thumbs up, a like, or a five-star review. If you're feeling inspired, a positive review wouldn't hurt. These two small things will help others find us when they're searching for great podcasts. Finally, please tell your friends about the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Better yet, show them how to find us and how to subscribe. If everyone did that, we would double our audience. Thanks a lot. We really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. And you've shared a few um, success stories, a few people who have, um, you know, overcome. I love the story about the woman who overcame her fear of water. That's just amazing. My aunt had that, my great aunt, and would never bathe in any more than just like an inch of water. What other success stories do you, can you tell us? Let's see. One of the uh, ones I really enjoyed was a woman who had um, been divorced for 20 years and was still very upset about um, how her husband had let her know that he was leaving her. Mm -hmm. And within a matter of 10, 15 minutes, she was laughing about it. Oh, and wow. no more, no more feelings of upset and just look at and going, yeah, you know, and we can come around to where you know, I've worked with folks who've gotten divorced and it's like, wow, yeah, I lost 180 pounds of unnecessary weight <laughs> 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 yeah, and, and can see that they're much better off now, but letting go of the story that it means that I'm not good enough. And so I have to hold on to this pain or maybe it's, I need to hang on to this pain to make sure it never happens again. If mm -hmm. I get over this, if I'm not a, still feeling pain about this, I might get married again and then I might get divorced again. I'll have to go through the whole thing again. Better that I hang on to the pain. Oh. So as we tap through and clear that misinformation, then there's this new freedom of, oh, I can handle life. I can handle not being in pain. I've worked with folks with financial blocks and it, it's, it's fun when I'm at workshop and people come up and say, Oh yeah. You know, after I went through your, uh, your money beyond belief program, my income shot up and I'm like, great. Uh, I'll take a percentage of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a, I had a client who used to call me every so often. She said, yeah, every, uh, she said every so often the, the staff of my company will say, okay, it's time for you to do another session with Brad because every time you do, we all make more money. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, clear, we clear up resistance to financial abundance because we have, a, a lot of us have a lot of baggage about why money is bad, it's the root of all evil or whatever the beliefs are. So right. we find ways to make sure that we don't have too much of it. No, that's a very we good... Start clearing that out and allowing ourselves to put ourselves in the situations and do those things that allow us to make more money. Right. Absolutely. That's very root chakra issue. We get these patterns of belief from parents, from grandparents, from the community around. Could even be past, uh, past life stuff that we need. Collective to unconscious. There's all kinds of uh, how it gets into us. There, there are many different ways that it gets into us. Right. And, but the great thing is it's only here in the right now, wherever it came from, you know, it's, it's like if we're, uh, if we're taking a shower, we don't need to know 
you know, wear a bit of dirt. Oh, okay. That's the, the, the grease that I got from working on my car. And that's the dirt from digging in the garden. It doesn't matter. We're just, it, it's only here right now and we can clean it off right now. Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, we could do so much work rolling up our proverbial sleeves and getting out the box of Kleenex and digging apart our childhood and doing all of that. And some people really connect with it. And that is great. I would not want to take that journey from them. But if we can get to it where, okay, we're acknowledging the pattern. We're not acknowledging the belief. We're acknowledging this in our life, condition in our life, and then release it. Well, then I think that's just as valid too. Yeah. It's like the, uh, you know, the trash that we, the trash can that we have in the kitchen starts to stink we decide to take the bag tie the bag up and take it out to the garage to the garbage outside we don't then need to open the bag and go through and say okay here's the milk carton i finished yesterday here's the carton of eggs from a week ago you know and and that's fine if we wanted it. and there are times where that's very beneficial because sometimes and, and so often when i'm tapping i'll say phrases like if there's something that I need to know more specifically, I'm allowing myself to know I can handle that. And I'm letting myself know whatever I need to know for my highest good. Mm -hmm. And if I don't need to know what it came from, where it came from or who it's about, and I can just release this. Great. That too. I take the bag out. The stench in the kitchen is gone. Where, what, what was causing it doesn't matter. It's gone now and it's no longer interrupting my life. Oh, absolutely. I was having a conversation with someone about this just yesterday. Some people love that deep dive. Some people like to get to the very bottom of the trash bag. Yep. And some people just want the stench gone. Yeah. And that's, that's just as valid. Yeah. And it's all good. Whatever, all whatever, you know, I, I don't tell people where, how their process has to be. It's creating the opening for us to process it. You almost sound like a psychologist, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I have been accused of that. <laughs> right. I was going to major in psychology in college, but then I got a drama degree instead. So Yeah, I did the same too. I didn't realize that you had a drama degree. I have a bachelor's in theater as well. And so, there we go. We we find our tribe. <laughs> and then I thought I'd get something useful like a master's in linguistics, right? So now I am here <laughs> doing uh, all this woo-woo crap. <laughs> no, 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 no. Loving it. We don't use that. <laughs> Someone asked me at a conference, so would you call what you do woo-woo? And I said, um, I wouldn't. <laughs> I know some people would, but it's scientific there. We have research showing, you know, that it that it works. We're just using the body's system. Why is that woo-woo? Yeah, you absolutely, I mean, and that is absolutely true. If you can show the brain scans and how these pathways are affected and that, you know, this isn't modern, this, these meridians have been recognized for thousands of years. Yeah. So why not use that? Exactly. It's absolutely. I'm only a little bit tongue in cheek here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I thought we agreed there would be no humor in this uh, interview. <sighs> you know what? Speaking of which, you were telling me earlier about meeting Patch Adams. Can I just? Yes. That is so exciting. That was that was something when I found out that uh, 
he was the keynote speaker for this conference mm -hmm. that I'd been invited to come speak at. And I was like, oh, I'm absolutely going to be there. Because okay. when I was an actor, I part of my education was I went to Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Clown College. Did you now? I, yes. Uh, you can kind of see my, my degree back there, Bachelor of Fun Arts. Um, and uh, so I, you know, felt this simpatico thing with, with Patch, with the whole using humor for healing. Yeah, absolutely. So I'd written him prior to uh, the event and, you know, I was just hoping that I might at least get a chance to at least meet him and maybe get a photograph. And then when I was there, they asked me to help him out with, uh, with his presentation and it ended up with me spending several hours with him and having dinner. And, uh, and he actually agreed to, uh, cause he, he wears clownish outfits everywhere. He, well, I, I was there when he came in from the airport and he was wearing ridiculous clothes. He just <laughs> is humorous everywhere he goes to, to break tension and, and lighten the, the mood. So I knew that he had a clown nose and I, so I brought a couple of my clown noses and I said, can we get a photo with our clown noses? And he said, yeah, of course. So. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Wonderful. You know, I've had a clown on this podcast before. Well, um, now you've had two. Now I've had two. I think that's wonderful. Um, so, you know, humor, using humor in all of this is, I think is very important. The healing power of humor and the power of humor to set people at ease. You know, when I do group readings at uh, large events, uh, I always say, you know, I'm a stand-up psychic. So, and we... <laughs> you know, it's the spoonful of sugar that helps the medicine go down. It is. we're dealing with some heavy stuff and... It you know, who wants to go in and spend a whole day of a tapping workshop, all this trauma, <laughs> horrible things that happened to me, you know, and it's like, that would be, a, even as we're clearing this stuff, we naturally be lightening up, but to be able to come at it in a, in a lighter way. Yeah. You know, as you said, the tongue in cheek, even with the, with some serious stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, you know, I, I've told people, I, I take my work very seriously. I just don't always present it in a serious way. <laughs> exactly. I, I feel like life is best when it's played and we play so well and children learn with playing. Where did we stop? So Absolutely. we continue learning with play and learning through play. It was so, funny, oh. as we were walking to the conference, Patch was looking at me because I, you know, this blue button down shirt because I was presenting right after he was. And he said, what kind of a clown are you dressed like that? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a clown who's trying to get people to do something that looks a little silly. And if I show up dressed like you do, I'm going to have a hard time getting people on board. <laughs> you're, it's like, you're a medical doctor. You've already got credibility. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Well, hey, um, we've got a little bit of time left. Can we try some tapping? I, I was just going to say, you know, we should, we should probably do some of that. Let's try some of that. So we've completely um, avoided the, uh, the, the subject that we said we were going to, the radiating calmness. So uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to mention anything, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been following your lead, Christy, you know. <laughs> It's, um, but, you know, I think that one of the things that contributes to 
the calmness that that I radiate or exude or whatever you want to call it in my videos. Mm-hmm. It, it was funny because I had somebody who came from a certain school of coaching. He said, who was like, you need to be more enthusiastic in your videos. And I'm like, you don't understand my audience at all. <laughs> That's not what people are looking for. And if they want that, they can go find it somewhere else. But, you know, I tap every day. I calm down my stress. So I'm a pretty calm person. So, so why don't we do a, a, a round about that? So I'll invite folks to close your eyes. Take a deep breath in and hold it. And let it go. Now just breathing comfortably with your eyes closed. Just allow yourself to go inside and uh, follow your breath. Notice what you're feeling physically. Notice what you're feeling emotionally. And just feeling what's going on in there. Say, I'm a calm person. Mm, I'm a calm person. And just let that rattle around inside and just notice on a scale of zero to 10 how true that feels. And don't judge yourself harshly if the number is low. If you're like, are you kidding? I'm a basket case, 24-7. <laughs> just allow yourself to recognize that. Notice what you feel physically. Notice what you feel emotionally. Mm-hmm. Notice what thoughts, beliefs, and memories might come up as to uh, why you're not as calm as you might like to be. Mm. And take a deep breath. Open your eyes. And so, Christy, if you'll be my echo voice and just repeat back what I say, and then everyone else, just uh, follow along, uh, tap where I tap, and repeat back what I say along with Christy. Um, You must take full responsibility for your own well-being if you choose to do this, because when we're tapping, like I said, it's peeling layers of the onion. So if you know that you may be sitting on some pretty heavy emotions, you may want to wait until you've got someone there for emotional support or even better work with a practitioner who can work directly with you on stuff that's coming up. Love that. So, um, but this should be a, a pretty simple, safe process. So, so side of the hand. Even though I'm not as calm as I might like to be. Even though as I'm not as calm as I might like to be. I choose to love and accept myself anyway. I choose to love and accept myself anyway. Even though I'm not as calm as I'd like to be. Even though I'm not as calm as I'd like to be. I choose to love and honor myself anyway. I choose to love and honor myself anyway. Even though I'm not as calm as I'd like to be. Even though I'm not as calm as I would like to be. Or at least not as often as I'd like to be. Or at least not as often as I would like to be. I might be plenty calm right now. I might be plenty calm right now. But I might have a feeling. But I might have a feeling. That almost anything could set me off. That almost anything can set me off. And even though I'm not always as calm as I'd like to be. And even though I'm not always as calm as I would like to be. I choose to deeply and completely. I choose to deeply and completely. Love, honor, and accept myself. Love, honor, and accept myself. And maybe anyone else involved. And maybe anyone else involved. All these things that limit my calmness. All these things that limit my calmness. So that I'm not as calm as I'd like to be. So that I'm not as calm as I would like to be. Sometimes I can be very calm. 
Sometimes I can be very calm. And sometimes not so much. And sometimes not so much. And sometimes I lose my cool faster than I'd like. And sometimes I lose my cool faster than I would like. And faster than other people would like. <laughs> and faster than other people would like. And sometimes it gets me in trouble. And sometimes it gets me in trouble. And I'd love to avoid that trouble. And I would love to avoid that trouble. By allowing myself to be more calm. By allowing myself to be more calm. More often. More often. So what gets in the way of that? So what gets in the way of that? It's not that I'm bad or stupid. It's not that I'm bad or stupid. It's just that part of me says. It's just that part of me says. There's a time and a place to be calm. There's a time and a place to be calm. And there's a time and a place to lose your cool. And there's a time and a place to lose your cool. I don't always consciously make that decision. I don't always consciously make that decision. Sometimes I lose it before I'm even aware of it. Sometimes I lose it before I'm even aware of it. Because part of me is saying it's necessary. Because part of me is saying it's necessary. Because I'm afraid. Because I'm afraid. Because I'm angry. Because I'm angry. Because somebody's pushing my buttons. Because somebody's pushing my buttons. And because I want something to happen. Because I want something to happen. And my programming tells me. And my programming tells me. Well, if you're just sitting there all calm and collected. Well, if you're just sitting there all calm and collected. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. People won't listen until you lose it. People won't listen until you lose it. But even when I lose it. But even when I lose it. If they listen. If they listen. There's a lot of damage. There's a lot of damage. And is it worth it? And is it worth it? And if people aren't doing what I want them to do. And if people aren't doing what I want them to do. There's something going on with them. There's something going on with them. And if I can be more calm. And if I can be more calm. We might figure it out. We might figure it out. And solve a lot of stuff. And solve a lot of stuff. If they just do it because I'm yelling. If they're doing, if they just do it because I'm yelling. We haven't fixed anything. We haven't fixed anything. It's a temporary fix. The temporary fix. That brings a lot of damage. That brings a lot of damage. I choose to be open to the possibility. I choose to be open to the possibility. That I can handle things in a better way. That I can handle things in a better way. It'll be good for my blood pressure, too. It'll be good for my blood pressure, too. There'll be all kinds of benefits. There'll be all kinds of benefits. To being more calm and collected. To being more calm and collected. And I'm giving myself permission to do so. And I'm giving myself permission to do so. Clearing this need to lose it. Clearing this need to lose it. All this old programming. All this old programming. Telling me that that was necessary. Telling me that that was necessary. And I love and appreciate those parts of me. And I love and appreciate those parts of me. That have caused me to lose my cool. That have caused me to lose my cool. Believing that it was necessary. Believing that it was necessary. And maybe I learned it from people who did it that way. And maybe I learned it from people who did it that way. So I didn't even know that being calm was an option. And I didn't even know that being calm was an option. You mean you can actually just talk through things? You mean you can actually just talk to, through things? What a concept. What a concept. I'm allowing myself to be open to that concept. I'm allowing myself to be open to that concept. 
And I forgive myself for all the times I've lost my cool. And I forgive myself for all the times I've lost my cool. I was doing the best I could at the time. I was doing the best I could at the time. And I'm allowing myself to get better. And I'm allowing myself to get better. And this doesn't mean I'm giving up on changing things. And this doesn't mean that I'm giving up on changing things. This isn't me saying, okay, just do whatever. This isn't just me saying, okay, do whatever. I still choose to make changes. I still choose to make changes. I want certain things to happen. I want certain things to happen. I'm just finding a healthier way to get it done. I'm just finding a healthier way to get it done. Clearing all the stress. Clearing all the stress. All the anger and resentment. All the anger and resentment. All the fears and doubts. All the fears and doubts. All the embarrassment. All the embarrassment. All the shame and guilt. All the shame and guilt. All the stuff that comes, all the stuff behind it when I lose my cool. All the stuff behind it when I lose my cool. I'm allowing myself to set myself free. I'm allowing myself to set myself free. To be much more calm and confident in body, mind, and spirit. To be much more calm in body, mind, and spirit. And take a deep breath. Go ahead and close your eyes and just say, I can be calm. I can be calm. Just let that rattle around and just notice what uh, thoughts or ideas might be coming up. And you may be feeling, or hopefully feeling much more calm right now, having just done a few minutes of tapping. But also you may have ideas about situations where you uh, in the past may have lost your cool and how you might handle those differently. And you might remember certain events in your life and feel better about those or have some ideas about, oh, I could do some more tapping to clear up some past events. Yeah, I, that is that is wonderful. And I love how your, um, you know, your phrases just just flowed. I mean, there's a certain amount of psychology to that. I'm I know that um, it was kind of general, but I just feel like that you got to the heart of so many matters for people. And there's a certain amount of um, just cutting to the heart that went through with that as well. So I can see how it would be beneficial to do this with someone to guide and do this with your videos. Yeah, I, I kind of do what I call exploratory tapping or, or inquiry tapping. Mm-hmm. Because for me, it's looking around at, I mean, I showed you guys earlier the, um, the very basic where you just say the same issue over and over. And that's, and that's great. If you have something bothering you, don't, don't let the, uh, the idea of coming up with phrases be uh, a, a deterrent to using tapping. You can just say, and you don't even have to use words. If you're feeling stress, you can just start tapping the points or just tap one point and allow yourself to start reducing the stress. Interesting. So when I'm doing it, I like looking around and um, it's like, going around and opening doors and pushing away curtains and looking at it, it's like, okay, what might be behind here? What might be the cause of this? And trying to uh, find things. And sometimes it's like, okay, I'm way off base, but I'd rather, you know, I'd rather leave no stone unturned than, uh, than walk away and go, I don't know what it is. So it's just exploring that thing, giving folks permission to, to look at that that kind of stuff that we often wouldn't do because we're feeling upset. But while we're doing the tapping, we feel safer. And it's like, 
okay. You know, it's like, it's like going into a, a room with chemicals in a hazmat suit. All right, I can go and I can look where the, the leak might be because I'm protected. Right, absolutely. Now, uh, let me ask, does this, do you do this with your wife and your children? <laughs> you know, it's funny, we, my wife and I were talking about, we, there, was a, there was a short time where we were trying to do an evening tap and we'd all get together when the kids, I think when they were in high school. You know, and forcing it on kids is, is challenging. Uh, all of them do tapping at, at some points, uh, certified in EFT. And the kids have told me they do different things. My daughter, we shot some videos for kids when she was nine. Oh, wow. And now 10 years later, when she got home from college this summer, she said, let's shoot some more. So we shot a couple of uh, videos for teenagers. Uh, and and my son has says that he uses it. I mean, it was tough for a while because anything your parents do is uncool. Oh, of course. Especially when it looks this uncool. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh my God, it's serious stuff that has to do with your problems. Oh, Dad. I, I had wished, so I wrote a children's book called The Wizard's Wish, and I have an, a newer book out called um, A Garden of Emotions. I wish that I'd had those when my kids were really young and they might have been more uh, more interested in it early on. Oh, well. <laughs> now, how, long, how young can children do this? Like, how little can they be and still be able to do this? You, you know, I've had folks show me videos of where they're tapping along this a couple of folks have sent me videos where they're tapping to my videos and their two-year-old will come in and start tapping because the, the two-year-old has seen them doing it. I have, you know, you can, you can gently tap on babies. I helped my, my daughter when she was I mean, six months old, maybe, maybe a little bit older. I had the hiccups and I was just gently holding her and tapping the, under the arm point and the hiccups went away. So you can start doing it at, at any age and they, I recommend showing them how to do it. The, 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 the book Wizard's Wish is sort of designed for like four to nine. Okay, very interesting. And I can imagine that, you know, children would be open-minded. They wouldn't think it was silly or they'd be- It's we- playful to them, yeah. Exactly. Now, can you do this with people who might be um, unresponsive, uh, unresponsive or uncommunicative, perhaps in hospice or a coma or some other medical state where they're not responsive? Yeah, you can. You can tap on someone else. You can hold the points gently. Uh, you can also do what's called surrogate tapping. And really, I have a video for this where you tap for someone else. Mm-hmm. Because everything's energy, we're all connected. Yeah, and absolutely. So what? What the? Well, like Reiki. Yeah, which there doesn't have to be that connection. And I, one of the ways I look at it also is with surrogate tapping is, if I see that you're in distress, that's something. That's my experience. So I can be saying, "All right, I'm I'm tapping for Christie's distress." Wow. If I feel better, I I may never ever know whether or not you were feeling anxiety or whether that was just my perception or whether now I seem to perceive you with less anxiety, whether or not 
that's just my perception because I've cleared myself. So, uh, yeah, there are so many teaching shifts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And we all, all of our energy is connected anyway. And so something does shift there. I do surrogate work with hypnosis and I'm sure you've done as well. And with Reiki, um, you can even get through, uh, in a reading. I can get through in a reading, um, someone who's connected, but not present. So yeah, that, that totally makes sense. And I'm not surprised at all. So yeah, and that answers some questions about, you know, we know it works on meridians, it works on belief patterns, repatterning stress, releasing stress and stressors. And so can it be done without someone actively participating? And so it sounds like it can. There have been plenty of times. And, and a lot of folks have found it very beneficial to just imagine tapping if they're in a situation where they're unable to. Really? to which makes sense when you consider that we send thought impulses, you know. So if I can send a thought impulse to move my fingers, then why can't I send a thought impulse to stimulate certain areas around the body, certain nerve endings? Oh, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. And I know that, you know, I've said that I've sometimes feel silly with tapping and things like that. And sometimes this is true, but I do know that it is effective. And so there are certain points that, like I'll be sitting in a meeting and I'll just start tapping and nobody has to know what's going on. Nobody has to know. There are, there are finger points that you can tap. You can tap the side of the hand okay. where, where no one is aware of it. Uh, I have a video called How to Tap that shows those points. I also have a video on tapping is so silly. So you might want to take a look at that. <laughs> I'm going to take a look at that. Now, where can we get your videos and where can we find your videos on all your stuff? Yeah. So thanks. You can go to tapwithbrad.com and there are links to the videos. There's a, a link where you can click it to search YouTube for different subjects. Right. Right. So that's the, the simplest way. If you are looking for a video on, you know, fear of speaking or fear of flying or something like that, you can, uh, on my website is a, a link. You can just go in there and put in the words that you want to, um, uh, look up and be directed to those videos. Oh, that's fabulous. And then you've got an email list as well. You send a, uh, is that a daily or weekly? Uh, every Monday I send out uh, the uh, tap of the week. So I release a new video every week. Wonderful. That's very, very useful. And just that you've got so much, so many resources for people that they can. Trying to change the world one tap at a time. I love it. Well, is there anything we haven't mentioned? Anything that you think is worth mentioning that maybe we just didn't get to or anything else? Like <laughs> How much time you get? No, I know, right? Yeah. I mean, there's so many things, but uh, the, whenever I'm asked for a, you know, closing comment to me, one of the most important things is loving yourself. Yeah. And it was really, it was, it was really great to hear Patch talk about that at, at his talk. So I was saying, oh, dude, that's totally where I'm at. It's like, it hit me years ago. My job is teaching people to love themselves. And uh, using tapping as a way to clear out the reasons why we couldn't or shouldn't, because we have all of this misinformation about not being good enough or not being worthy. And as we tap, we allow ourselves to clear that out and recognize the truth. That, that were magnificent. I, I talk about the, what I call the Michelangelo principle because Michelangelo said, 
the statues are already there, perfect inside the memorial. You can see I've got David back there, and uh, mm -hmm. the statues are already there, perfect inside the marble. I just have to chip away what doesn't belong to reveal the masterpiece inside. Right. That's all we're doing here. We're we're chipping away the the grief, the the guilt, the fear, the anxiety, mm -hmm. the doubt that covers up our most magnificent selves. And as we clear that stuff away, we recognize, wow, I am pretty fantastic. And as we do that, it's easier for us to look at others and say, hey, you're pretty fantastic too. So loving ourselves is a win-win situation. Yeah, it is. And it's an inside job and it has so many rewards. That's great. Brad, thank you so much for breaking it down. Um, you know, I have people on the podcast who I personally want to talk to and I want to find out from. So you've really helped me with some things here. and I totally appreciate that. Oh, thank so, you. Thank you for the opportunity to share this work. I, I, I love what it can do for folks. And so I, I greatly appreciate any opportunity to uh, expose folks to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited to share this with our audience and uh, you do absolutely radiate calm. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks. And we'll see you soon, Brad. Take care. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area, dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.